This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It's Phil, and I've got a guest in the studio. It's Rebecca Whiting here in the Bemidji area, and she is one of the 23, or it might be down to 22 from something I heard. But anyway, uh, a bunch of candidates running for school board. How are you, Rebecca? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good to talk to you, and I, I've met you before, of mm-hmm. course, and I know Dennis knows you and your yes. husband Keith quite well. Yep. Uh, you guys are a part of the... Farmer's Market on yep. Saturday mornings. You have been for a few years, right? This was our 10th year, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got a farm and you have a name for it, right? Yeah. Yep. The Dirty Goat Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, how did you come up with that? It was a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing serious. Yeah. You, you probably have goats, though. Oh, yeah. We have goats. We have a little bit of everything, actually. Yeah. So That's kind of neat. Where are you uh, located? Just out of town? Yeah. Or? Just um, on the Hubbard, Beltrami County line. Okay. South of town. Yep. You got a bunch of kids. Is that I right? do have a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Your family is beautiful. How many kids do you have? We have 11 total, yeah. I think, last count. Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm right, I believe I'm right, that both you and your husband are, are veterans. Yes, we both are. Yeah. Did you serve together? Or? Yeah, that's how we met. Um, our initial, I guess, I don't actually remember this because <laughs> there was, I was on a base, there was only like 50 females and about 5,000 people. Yeah. And so... I don't remember everybody I met, and uh, right. but he remembers meeting me, mm-hmm. and then about well, six months after that first encounter, um, we met again, and then just kind of yeah. slowly grew a relation- relationship, really. So we met initially in Iraq. Yeah. It clicked? Yeah, right. I guess. God was in it, maybe, huh? Yeah. All right. Like, and you you know, this is QFM. We talk about Jesus here. Yep. And uh, I know you you uh, have a relationship with the Lord that's important to you. Yep, it is. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, uh, why on earth would you run for school board? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have a lot of free time. That's yeah, <laughs> you're a busy mom and everything. Yep. Um, I just, I've been really watching the way that a lot of things are happening around, not just our community, but the country, the world, really. There's just so many issues that need addressing. And I saw an opportunity where I might be able to make a positive difference. And, you know, you can't really like, in my case, I'm like, I want to do something that's good, that has like long-term benefits for this. I want to leave a world that I can be proud of for my children because, you know, they're going to continue on and my grandchildren long after I'm gone. And so we need to build the foundation of the world that they're going to exist in now. And so I saw an opportunity where I was like, well, I could do this. And actually, it got brought up to me initially. And I was like, no, okay, I'm not that person. I have no <laughs> desire to like be in the public and I'll support people. That's really always how I've been. Is I'll support other people to do yeah. this. And they can have the attention and the publicity and all that kind of stuff. I don't crave it. I don't want it at all, right, actually. Right. But uh, the more I started thinking about it, it was just like one of those things where I couldn't it just kept coming up and coming up. And Philo was like, all right, if I don't and just embrace this and see where it goes, I'm going to regret this too. So here's an opportunity. I'm just going to throw my name in the hat. And uh, I did not expect so many people to run. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's a bunch. And, and again, there's four-year terms that are open. Yep. And 
two-year terms that yep. are open. I think it's, is it three, four-year and two, two-year, yes. if, if I get yep. that right? And you're running for a two-year term, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm running for a two-year. Okay. All right. And there's a bunch. I think there's 12 <laughs> or 13 running for the two-year term. Yep. Now, you have a bunch of kids. I do. But correct me if I'm wrong, they're not in the, the public school system. Is that right? Um, well, my oldest just went through the high school, oh, at the okay. high school. So, yeah. yeah, she was there. Awesome. Um, and the rest of them are, you know, when once they get to that age, then we'll make a decision for them yeah. too. So Otherwise, it's you've really, done a lot of homeschooling. We have, yeah. But yeah. we started out initially, um, My so my oldest, you know, the oldest is the guinea pig for the family. <laughs> and um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she went to public school for kindergarten. And I just, at the time, we also had foster children. Oh, wow. And so it was easier for us to manage with the foster kids having to go to public school so that she, you know, naturally she went to public school also because okay. so they could all go to the same school. There was just less for me to juggle. Yeah. And then um, once we no longer had foster children, you know, I was like, well, just one of those things in the back of my mind, like I could, we could do this. We could, you know, homeschool and see yeah. how it goes, see what happens. And so she, after kindergarten ended up being, um, homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like at the time I was leading up to that with, with our foster kids, I was also going through college at the same time for teaching. For education, yeah. for teaching. So yeah. that's, I was kind of anticipating being in the school districts also, you know, and being a teacher yeah. Yeah. at that level. Um, and I went through the bachelor's and I went partially through graduate school for education and partially through the teaching certification process. Yeah. Um, but it was in a different state, so it wasn't in Minnesota. But my husband was also in the Army still. I'd gotten out, but he hadn't. Sure. So he still had his contract to fulfill. Um, so there was a lot of things going on that really affected our decision. Um, but partially it was just being in the public school system um, and doing my observation hours prior to the student teaching and being able to interact with the teachers in the public school system and the schools that we were in at the time in South Carolina were honestly had their issues. Okay. <laughs> so they, that was partially, um, initially at least, our decision to homeschool was okay. that they're, and I don't, I don't believe like that testing is a really a good clear picture of what the capability of a student's on individual base. But when the, when the schools overall have less than 25 Twenty percent of kids passing. Yeah, there's something going on that's not being addressed. Yeah, yeah. and so I made the decision that uh, you know we could homeschool better than that school district necessarily provide for our kids, and that was initially what got us into homeschooling. Mm. You know, I know there's a whole history to the the development of the public school system in this country. It certainly didn't start out that way. I mean, we know here that schools originally were they were teaching the Bible, for example, and and there was just so much care in it, and the government got involved. And it seems like any time the government gets involved, then there can be problems. Kind of just and, make a mess of things, you know. But I went through a public school system, and it, and it was great. Yeah, you know, in a I very small town in Minnesota. Were you from here? Or? No, I'm from a small town on the Gulf Coast outside of New Orleans. So okay. I'm a on the other side of the Mississippi River. Yeah, completely, <laughs> literally, actually. Okay. Well, it just seems like there's a lot of problems coming out in public schools and can you put your finger on it you know i'm sure it's many things rebecca but what concerns you the most about where we're at even in a community like bemidji now with the public school system i think the 
school systems and what's going on there is a symptom of a larger problem. So if you look at the way that the communities, and not just not just ours, but across the board, yeah, and you see like, you know, families aren't as strong as they used to be. We have very high divorce rates. That's a good point. We have um, addiction is a just a huge problem, and not just here, but everywhere. I have two sisters that are both drug addicts. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this is this is a problem that affects everybody, but all it does is it weakens the family unit. So when you have family units that are weakened, mom and dad aren't working um, towards, you know, like, just being unified. Yeah, so the, the family is not... good, yeah, right? of, their, yeah. of that student. Absolutely, and that's where it starts. So, like, when that starts to erode and the basis for, like, the stability and the things that the kids need to be able to... Because if they don't have the stability at home, they're going to act out in ways and in, in other ways that are just symptoms of their lack of stability. So they're not going to be able to overcome things as easily. They're not going to be able to learn as easily because they have all this other things that are keeping them from being able to, you know, focus. It's it's yeah. just extra yeah. garbage, really. And then the schools have thought that they need to step in and yeah. try to be parents to these kids. I mean, we, we know that there's a number of students, even in the Bemidji School, that are basically homeless. You yeah. know, they don't even have a home to go home to at the end of the day. I think it was like 2%, 3%, something like that. I just saw the percentage. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it, I mean, for a town our size, yeah, that's a lot of people. It is a lot. And so it does interrupt things. But you know, when you try to do too much, then everything yeah. can really crumble. And we're starting to see that. Yeah. The long-term effects of people just not really being unified. And, and it starts with the families. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, when you're trying to do too much, then you need more facilities and you need yeah. better things. And all of a sudden that costs money. and. The money isn't there, and you know we know Bemidji is facing financial issues. Address yeah. that from from your perspective, and you know you're facing that if you were to yep. be elected. Yeah, I think actually that this has a pretty simple fix, and I think that it can be fixed in a way that because so the concerns are that to fix the budget, like the, somebody looking at it would be like, well, obviously we need to cut something out. Well, now that I've been like really like studying this, what could you possibly cut out that won't have negative effects on the students and what the students need and what the teachers need and what the teachers should be providing and you know extra stuff. So, but the fact is is that our state is nine and a quarter billion dollars over budget with tax surplus. Yeah, they have that right at the moment. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. why? I mean, if there's 553 school districts in Minnesota. Um, so if each of those 553 school districts were just be granted $5 million each, it still comes out to be less than $3 billion of our currently sitting $9 billion tax surplus. Yeah. That's, I mean, they have the money. So that means that the state doesn't need to increase taxes. That means the school board... And the school districts in here, we don't need to increase people's property taxes because the state already has the money sitting in the bank. That means that we can, you know, fix the budget deficit on our end. And actually, if I think right now we're at less than five million. So really, we'd have like a little like pocket money. Mm -hmm. So because the fact is, is that 
state mandates for in particular, and there's just a couple examples, because the state has certain ways that they re- require the school districts to operate mm-hmm. to be able to get state money. So they have to check these boxes. One of those is transportation, but the cost of diesel is horrendous. Yeah. Bemidji School District buses over one million miles per school year. Uh, do the That's math. That's a lot of fuel. That's a lot of fuel. That is a huge who knows if the cost of diesel will go down? Well, let's just say it never does. Yeah. We're going to need that extra money. Yeah, and that doesn't come from the state. That's, uh, that's part of the reason why there's, they're upside down right. you know, at the school. I think what we really need to be doing on our end is organizing and taking this straight to our legislators and straight to St. Paul and being like, look, yeah. this, here's the situation. You guys said we needed to have these things. You guys said that schools are, we all agree, schools are important. These are important, you know, things that we should be able to provide for our kids. This is the way our country currently operates. Now we need money to provide these services that you require from us. You guys have it. We should be able to have some of, you know, be first in line to be able to have some of that. Yeah. And we're not even asking for all of it. It's just a small portion. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not sure if I'm correct on this, but I do think the uh, per pupil student aid that we do get from the state in Minnesota is relatively high compared to some other states. Some would say it isn't that we're not getting enough money to a certain extent. It's because we've been a little frivolous with the money that we have and we've overspent, you know, everything. And I don't want to get into the salaries because right. uh, I don't know enough about that. But I do know that, you know, we do get quite a bit. And and uh, yes, we're in a deficit, but there got to be ways. You know, let's say the state did that and, and made the school whole again right now. Don't you think there's got to be ways where the school's got to be way more careful going forward then? I don't. Yes. But I, cutting salaries. I So I spoke to one of the teacher union yeah. representatives. And one of the things that we talked about that I honestly, I didn't know um, in advance or, you know, I didn't know about. And it's because it's not something that's just information that's out there. But for a family, a teacher that has family health insurance in Bemidji, you know how much they have to pay out of pocket for insurance year? Yeah, they have to pay quite a bit. $30,000. That's Hmm. almost the same amount as just the median income for an average citizen in Bemidji. So yeah. that's one of the reasons wow. why they're having trouble getting teachers is yeah. because teachers are coming into the school district and, you know, doing going through their interview and then they find out like, wow, this is I can't do that. And so the school district, I mean, that's what they're having to provide. So the problem is, is that Bemidji is considered or the Bemidji um, school district teachers are considered like a high risk, you know, area. And so trying to find new insurance for them if it's even possible, would still probably be very high. Still high. Yeah. So even like if they're making whatever it is, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but whatever it is, just subtract 30,000. That's a lot of money. And so the teachers aren't, whatever it is on paper, that's not what they're actually getting to be able to teach. Yeah. And um, so it's, there's a significant, that's, that's one of the issues that, and the school board can't directly do anything about that but we sure can support like the Bemidji Educators Association to help them be able to overcome because that is a hurdle that's yeah. a, that's a huge problem the teachers unions though haven't always been 
their own best friend in a way, you know, because, yes, we love the teachers. We appreciate what they're doing to educate our kids. It's hugely important. But the unions have seem to have so much power. Uh, We all know they donate a lot of money to political candidates. And in this state, it's really weighted to the Democrat Party. That's just the way it is. The teachers unions. So there's something wrong there, you know, isn't there? Yeah, you know, and I think that the way that to be able to make an influence, we can't, like, we can't take the whole problem and and be like, you know, here's, try to go to the, you know, central part of the problem and just be like, we're just going to fix this. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's so complex and it's so big. But we can influence our little, you know, our little pocket. (laughs) So we're not a big area up here. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of to some degree. I mean, Bemidji School District covers a very large land area. area. Yeah. But, um, you know, just being able to influence what we can in a a positive direction in the way that we want to see it to go. And, you know, being able to do that and still being able to come out of it, you know, like with your own integrity and, you know, being able to come out of it and be like, yeah, I went through that and I still was able to be honest and transparent. And, you know, there's still a level of accountability I, I keep for myself. Yeah. So all of those things are important. I would argue that like a centralized anything is going to make it, you know, whatever it is, more apt for corruption and more apt for things to be able to like those big donors and be able to influence things. Right. So I would disagree that something centralized is a good thing that, you know, so like being able to focus just on Bemidji. And saying, you know, this is what I can do, yeah. and this is the direction I want it to go, and this is who I am, and this is how I hope to influence this. That local control thing right. where the board, Absolutely. the Bemidji board, works very closely with your teachers union, but also with the parents. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit, yep. because I think there's definitely been a breakdown there. That's a big issue. That's why there's so many candidates this year. Yeah, that is true. Isn't that the number that one is, reason? I think so. There's yeah. a lot of people that are running that, I mean, just have never run for anything before so Mm -hmm. like this is you know people are like when they saw that there was an opportunity you know through their name in a hat and i don't know how many people are actually running an active campaign um i'm not sure i haven't been able to figure that out really even myself so um but i think that is a another you know symptom that people are unhappy with how many people that threw their names in the hat to volunteer themselves. Well, we had the whole masking issue yep. and the vaccines and keeping the school closed and so forth. And it just seemed like there was sort of a deaf ear there by yeah. the board. Isn't that, isn't that right? Or? Um, by the board. And I mean, even bigger than that, again, it goes to like a, you know, a centralized government. I think that they took their marching orders from the state and the state was yeah. like, this is what we're requiring. And this uh, is what we want you to do. And this is what you have to back, do. Though, they did. You know. Some did. But I mean, really, it's going to take a board. If there, if some, if a board is going to do that, it's going to have to be full of people that have, you know, the fortitude and the guts to do it. So. That's right. That's why you're running. <laughs> that is why I'm running. <laughs> if there is anything, I'm, I'm just very good at being contentious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're talking to Rebecca Whiting. She's a candidate for school board for a two-year term. And uh, it's hard to get the word out, isn't it? I mean, yeah, trying to talk to challenges. people. Again, it's a big area. Yep. And you could spend a whole lot of money just trying to run for school board. You could. Let's wrap up. Any final comments? Why should people vote for you for school board? Well, I know there's a lot of good people that are running. And so really it's going to come down to, you know, people have to make 
the best educated choice that they can. So there's a level of humility that goes into, you know, even being like, hey, I'm a good person. I, you know, vote for me. Like this was something that I really had to like overcome. Like people were coming to me, you know, prior to this and being like, we need to work on the way you talk about yourself. We need to work (laughs) on the way you like that you present yourself. You have to be more willing to like talk about these things and being like, you know, telling people that, you know, you have these ideas and you need to yeah. pull people in. And Support that's just, yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not my strong point that's outside of my comfort zone. But, um, you know, so if somebody is like seeing what I'm writing and I have a Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just look for your name on yeah. Facebook. Um, Rebecca Whiting for school board. But if you just type in like that, you know, Whiting for Bemidji, okay. that will pull it up. Um, and just see what I'm saying and what I'm writing. And um, I don't have those barriers that might keep me from saying something that I shouldn't. So <laughs> that's there is maybe some too much honesty sometimes. But, you know, and I think for other people that are, I think that's an advantage for other people that are interacting with me because you're always going to know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, and that's, but yeah, I, I don't have that that good sense to maybe I should just keep this to myself. So and your husband, Keith, he's all in. He's, uh, yeah. he's your campaign manager. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> well, it's coming up November 8th. People yep. are already voting. Obviously early voting is, is possible. I don't know how many people do that, but when they get that ballot and they see all those names for a school board, it's a lot of uh, names and you can only vote for five, you yep. know, three for a four year, two for a two year. And uh, just Rebecca Whiting, your name will be on there. Yep, so. it sure will. Okay. Or it is. Already. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, God bless you. Yeah, thank Good you. Good to see you. And this is your life, God's Truth, your QFM.